Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for October 13th, 2021. At St. Paul's Lutheran Church, we have various inserts in our Sunday morning worship bulletin. One in particular that has been very meaningful to me is titled, Taking Faith Home. It is very helpful in intentionally practicing your faith outside the doors of the physical church building. It is useful for personal as well as family faith formation. It has helped me grow into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's Word. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our most heavenly Father, allow your word to enrich us and enlighten us in ways that we could never imagine. With the help of the Holy Spirit, fan the flames of our faith as we place our hope and trust on the firm foundation of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The following description of a cornerstone comes from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. It says, ordinarily the term cornerstone is used in the Bible in a figurative or symbolical sense. No doubt the original meaning was some important stone, which was laid at the foundation of a building. With the Canaanites who preceded Israel in the possession of Palestine, Cornerstone laying seems to have been a most sacred and impressive ceremony. A cornerstone is a useful part of a building, especially in ancient times, because it serves as a principal stone placed at a corner of a large building to guide the workers in their course to complete the masonry. It serves as a foundation for other masonry layouts. And that is why this building block is the most important part of ancient construction methods. It makes all construction areas align and measure correctly. And having worked in the construction industry for more than 50 years, I do know the importance of having a firm foundation as a good starting point. God's word is clear that we need a firm foundation for our faith as well. The word cornerstone occurs in 13 verses found in both the Old and New Testament. In our study today, I'm going to use six of those references. The first two references come from one, the book of Isaiah, and one, the book of Psalms. Here's a reading from Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 16. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. And now let's hear what the psalmist says in chapter 118, verse 22. The stone the builders rejected 
has become the cornerstone. In the next two readings, Jesus, his authority is questioned by the chief priests and elders. And here's response. The first response is found in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And the next reading comes from Mark chapter 12, verse 10. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And in the book of Acts, there's a story of Peter and John defending themselves before the Sanhedrin because Peter had healed a lame beggar. Peter doesn't mince words when he lets them know that Jesus is the cornerstone. This reading can be found in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Now, early Christians often met violent opposition, and Peter's letter comforted and encouraged Christians who were being prosecuted for their faith. These early Christians were also students of the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible, as some call it. So, when Peter writes this letter, he knew his audience would, in essence, hyperlink back to the book of Isaiah, as well as the book of Psalms. The re this reading comes from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in the scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Paul even refers to Christ as the cornerstone of the church in his letter to the Ephesians. And this reading comes from, from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household. 
build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You know, people who care for us in this world will be the vessel for us to see Christ as our cornerstone. And ultimately, we cannot escape from the fact that Christ is the foundation of our lives. God promised to give us a foundation for our lives, and Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. What does all this mean? Jesus Christ as a cornerstone means that he is the foundation the measuring guide, and the promise of God to his creation. He is the light that guides us to a straight path whenever we are in darkness. He is the foundation that makes our strength even stronger, our faith even stronger, and will make the church stronger. He is the stone that enables the church to go on and do ministry despite circumstances. He is the cornerstone, the most important element of our lives. For those living in societies where people often built their own homes, using construction terminology to explain the priority of Jesus, the Messiah, as the cornerstone of the household of God, provided a clear connecting point that would have been well understood by the original audience. Today we read these words and clearly see the Bible's indication that Jesus serves as the foundation of the church as well as for each Christian's individual life. A religious movement known as the Great Awakening swept through the 13 colonies during the 1730s and 1740s. This evangelical movement preached a personal relationship with God and freer, less rigid religious practices than many of the colonists were familiar with from the Church of England. One of the best-known religious leaders of the period was George Whitfield. Whitfield was a Methodist missionary and a circuit rider who visited all 13 colonies, riding more than 5,000 miles and reaching as much as a quarter of the colony's population with his message in just 15 months. His revivals drew large crowds, as many as 25,000 in Boston and 12,000 in Philadelphia, and ignited great change in colonial religious life. One of the members of the crowd when Whitfield preached in Middletown, Connecticut in 1740 was a man named Nathan Cole, a carpenter and farmer Cole was greatly impacted by the message of Whitfield's sermon. Cole's words capture the experience of many who were spiritually ignited during the Great Awakening. Here is his quote. My hearing him preach gave me a heart wound, and by God's blessing, my old foundation was broken up, and I saw that my righteousness could not save me, end quote. In essence, he stopped trusting himself, his old foundation in self-doubt and self-approval. 
was replaced by the love of Jesus and his grace that became his personal cornerstone. If we are sometimes anxious Christians because we're not doing all of the, quote, right things, and let's face it, it is difficult not to be. There is hope in knowing that all we need is Jesus plus nothing. He is our one foundation and our rock of ages. To quote a line from the famous hymn titled Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to understand what you have given us in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the one true foundation of our faith, your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we offer this prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.